What's up, guys? It's Bang and Ang. We are the Mouthy Michiganders. A couple sports. days. Oh wait, no, <laughs> not that one. A couple days late, but nonetheless, it is the latest installments of the installment of the Outlaws and Gunslingers. <laughs> well, kind of better. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, Wes. I'll be your Huckleberry. Wow, wow, Wes. <laughs> there was a little bit wow, of a wow, debate. I got tuberculosis. Wow, wow, Wes. On the next episode that we were going to do. Um... Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. I was going back and forth with fucking Calamity sorry, Jane. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but we've been quarantined ourselves, and I'm sitting alone in my garage, and I haven't seen anybody in days. <laughs> days. In days. But uh, I've been surprised how, uh, if anybody's listened to our past shows, that Skype is with these new uh, audio equipment that we bought for each other. Not for each other. Well, you bought mine and I bought yours. (laughs) Oh, that's so so good. I got a present for you. Oh, ain't that some shit? I got something for you. (laughs) (laughs) The exact same microphone and fucking... (laughs) Man, we should have just kept these for ourselves. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, with all that, Skype's working out fantastic. It sure is. But we've been fucking going back and forth between didn't know what to do for this episode. First, right. it was Calamity Jane for a minute, but then go big or go home, boys and girls. There's no bigger or go homer than fucking today's subject all about the one, the only Doc Holiday, Mr. Huckleberry he invented, himself. He invented the time machine, guys. Fucking took Marty back to 1955. Oh, not that Doc. Oh, not Doc Brown. That's a different Doc. Yeah. Doc Brown. That's Doc Brown. Emmett Brown. Emmett be, Brown. Emmett Doc be, Brown. Uh, right. You know the word. No, this but is... this guy was the gambler, the vagabond, which means the homeless, <laughs> the gentleman, the gunfighter. You guys all know him from the shootout from the OK Corral, but right. way before that and after that, he yep. did a fucking bunch of other shit. Of English and Scottish ancestry, he was born to Henry Burroughs and Alice Jane Holiday on August 14th, 1851. His father served in three major wars, Indian War, Mexican-American War, and the Damn. Civil War as a Confederate. Damn, this motherfucker dealt with Indians, Mexicans, Mexicans and then fucking mean old pissed off Southern rednecks. Well, no, he was a Confederate. Oh, he was a Confederate? Yeah. Oh, sweet. So he, so he <laughs> with the mean old pissed off Yankees. <laughs> when returning home from the Mexican-American War, he had an orphaned Mexican boy with him named Francisco. Major Holiday inherited a piece of land in Valdosta, Georgia, while their doc studied Greek, Latin, Greek, Latin, and French at the Valdosta Institute. His dad became an important man in the community, serving two terms as a mayor, was the Secretary of County Agricultural Society, member of the Masonic Lodge, mm, Secretary oh, of the Confederate Veterans Camp, and His the dad was a member of the Masonic Lodge? Yes. Oh, I hope fucking old uh, doc wasn't. Well, we'll find that out. So, you know, Doc grew up, like, in a fucking rich community, dude. His dad, his house was fucking had butlers and 
and fucking uh, he had the finest clothing. So Doc grew up pretty well. Well, his daddy was also the superintendent of local elections. I mean, come on. So Doc Holliday wasn't no outlaw until later on. He was a rebellious child isn't, turned to outlaw. Isn't that how the story always goes? Hmm. Well, I always, I never really even actually tried to do the research on Doc Holliday. So I, this is all going to be news to me. I never really was that interested in Doc Holliday because he seemed like one of those rebellious fucking rich fucks. He was a dentist. <laughs> right? And he got tuberculosis. Go figure. Yeah. Go figure. Well, on the 16th of September in 1866, about a year after the war between the states, uh, Doc was just 15 years old. His mommy died of... Oh, my goodness. His mommy died of tuberculosis. His dad would remarry only three months later to Rachel Martin. Only three months. <sighs> That's crazy. He's like, I mean, Daddy. I can see that. He's that. like, Daddy, Mama's only been gone for three months. He's like, Damn it, boy, my I, dick's hard. <laughs> I can see that back then, dude. Small town. You gotta do what you gotta do. Grieving woman, probably. Probably was one of her friends or something, you know. You know, he come, she come over every day to feed the boys and all that. Make sure everything was good and... One day while giving his dad a sponge bath. <laughs> she went a she little bit. She went a, little, she, went a little, she went a little bit below the belt. And yeah. he's like, mm, let's marry. Like, All right, fuck it. You done it now. We got to marry. Yeah, we're you married. touched it, got to marry. Yeah. So in 1870, when Doc was 19, he enrolled to the Pennsylvania College of Dentistry. 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 Uh, dentist, dentistry. Dentistry. Anyway, you want to be a dentist. Uh, a college his cousin founded. So he's like, I want to go to college. My cousin's like, I just opened one up. <laughs> he's like, you want to come? He's like, sure. Yeah, what right. do you do? Dentist. Fuck it, I like teeth. Uh, all right. <laughs> Doc graduated on March 1st, 1870, in only two years. Nice. At the age of 20. But because the requirement to get your dental license was 21, he had to wait six months. He moved to St. Louis, Missouri to be an assistant for a classmate named uh, Jameson Futches. A. Jameson. His name is A. Jameson? A. Jameson. You know how people always had, like, the uh, fucking abbreviation of yeah, their first name. His name is A. J. Futches Jr. <laughs> <laughs> a. Dot Jameson Futches Jr. Uh, then about four months later, he moved to Atlanta and joined Arthur C. Ford's uh, dental practice and was like, hey, man, I want to join your dental practice. I just came from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. From a Mr. A. James Futches. <laughs> He's like, I know A. James. Uh, yeah, he was my classmate. It was advertised in local papers that Doc would substitute for Ford while he was attending dental meetings. So, old Doc, he got to use, got to be the, the dentist. So he's taking the same route, kind of as father, you know, trying to be somewhat of like a public servant or fucking uh, uh, in a public. Be a good right, man, right, at right, least, you know. Right, right. Well, Doc was known to be hot tempered. In one incident in 1873, Doc went to a swimming hole that he and some friends had cleared out to use. When they got there, they saw that there were a group of African-American boys Ooh. swimming in there. Well, Susan McKee Thomas, who was the daughter of Doc's uncle, said that he told her that they rode in on the Negroes swimming in part of the Withlacoochee River they had cleared. The presence of the Negroes enraged Doc, and he drew his pistol and shot over the heads to scare him off. Well, in a profile of Doc written by Bat, Bat Masterson in 1907, he said that Holiday pointed a double-barreled shotgun at him. And when they exited the hole, he shot and killed two of them. Uh, the way I see the whole well, this is the Negroes in a swimming hole thing, I think it would have been anybody. Because uh, I, for one, know about having a, a somewhat private swimming hole. And when people intrude on that, you get pissed. And back in 1873, 
your pistol is the way. Well, I think it always had something to do that his dad served in the Confederate Army. Well, back in 1873. He probably didn't think kind of the African-American. Well, that too. Plus, plus 1873, your pistol was your fucking your mouth. Nobody talked or fucking... Nobody explained anything. You pissed somebody off, you got shot. That's how it went. Well, either or, the story of him killing two of them is disputed by Holiday's family, and researchers also could find no evidence of this right. at all. Right, your fucking lies. But it, it is confirmed that he shot over their heads. Yeah, that's, shit. that's fine. As far as any of them being killed, probably didn't happen. No. Not long after starting his dental practice in Atlanta, he was diagnosed with tuberculosis, just like his poor mommy. Uh, probably from his mother. His brother, Francisco, also had it and died from it. After consulting a few physicians, they told him he only had a short time to live and moving to a drier climate would help him live longer. Yeah, dry climate, man. You don't want all that your moisture in your lungs and shit. That's why... Yeah, anything like that, you want to go to a, a fucking hot, dry place. But shit's not going to get all stuffed up. Right, right. In October 1873, he packed up his shit and headed to Dallas, <laughs> Texas. He's, He's like, going to Dallas. fuck this shit, I want to live. Uh, the last big city before the unknown frontier. So Dallas is like, hey. He's like, this is as far as I can go and still be like in a city around people. Uh, when Doc got to Dallas, he partnered with Dr. John A. Seagar. Uh, it's probably Seager. I'm going to go with Seager. I'm Seager. Uh, who was a friend of his dad's. They won awards at the annual fair of the North Texas Agricultural, Mechanical, and Bloodstock Association at the Dallas County. It's a lot to say. Yeah. Here are your winners for the yeah. annual yeah. of the North Texas <laughs> Agricultural, Mechanical, and Bloodstock Association at oh, the, the Dallas, Dallas County, County Fair. fair. Well, you know how that Ooh, You know who did it, fuck. <laughs> Every, everything was fucking 100, even names, even people's names were Three six names fucking long. No need. Uh, they won Best of Teeth in Gold. Best set of teeth in gold, uh, and best vulcanized rubber. Vulcanized, 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 whatever that is. Uh, and best set of artificial teeth and dental wear. That's awesome. Their office was located on Elm Street between Market and Austin Streets. After dissolving their practice on the second, I mean the twelfth of March in 1874, Doc opened up his own practice over Dallas County Bank at the corner of Main and Lamar Streets. He's like bank. A lot of people go to the bank and maybe their teeth hurt. <laughs> say maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe they need a good teeth cleaner. Right. That didn't last very long, though. His business started to decline because of the because he would always have uh, coughing fits while performing. You know, I mean, you can't cough in people's faces while you're open wide, <laughs> spitting up blood and shit in people's mouths. Oh, I never had to suck that out. Well, not only that, he had coughing fits while performing delicate dental procedures. Yeah, I don't you can't be operating on somebody's mouth and having a coughing fit. Right. I mean, plus with the coronavirus going around. <laughs> well, Doc was an unusual character for the West, being extremely educated and refined, which was uncommon in those parts. Everybody knows that. He spoke Latin and played the piano well and dressed nappy. Yeah, which was great. Great. His, uh, his intelligence made him a great gambler. This would become his new profession as he was an active participant as well as a poker and faro dealer. He, was, he and 12 others were indicted on May 12, 1874 for illegal gambling. But during this time, Doc was miserable with the knowledge of his impending death. He knew it. He said, damn, I'm going to die. Who gives a fuck? No, he didn't give a fuck because he was moody, a heavy drinker, and he had no fear of death. No fear. Otherwise, besides tuberculosis. Yeah. He knew that his new career as a gambler was a dangerous one, so uh, he needed a means to protect himself. He started practicing with a six-shooter and a long knife to hone his skills. And this motherfucker got, like, majestic at this shit, man. He sure did. I mean... Uh, you're gonna start. If he was so smart to be a cow, I don't think I included in this. But uh, why? Why Earp actually said that he was the most skilled six shooter uh, ever person he's ever encountered ever. So. 
he, I think he had like a little touch of like uh, like uh, uh, autism or something. He focused on something that he wanted to fucking do, and he fucking excelled at it. <laughs> well, that's unconfirmed, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I think he had some kind of disorder where he was like fucking uh, some shit. He didn't give a fuck, so he didn't care. But shit that he fucking wanted to do, did it. Did it. He became a great dentist, not because he wanted to, because he did. <laughs> Why else would he become a dentist? He became a great fucking gambler, not because he wanted to. Because he was dying. He was like, fuck it, what else? Or else he was just smarter than all the idiots that were gambling. Smarter than the average bear. Uh, his first gunfight occurred on the 2nd of January, 1875, when Doc and a local saloon keeper named Austin had a disagreement. They're like, listen here, you son of a bitch. I gave you five drinks and you only paid me for three. And Doc's like, no, motherfucker, I guarantee you. I only got four drinks and I paid you for five. <laughs> <laughs> so in that case, you owe me a drink. Several shots were fired and neither man were hit, but... Both were arrested. Will they get arrested for attempted murder or a public disturbance? Probably disturb. I mean, back then, <laughs> right? You try, you try killing each other, but you, you disturb the public. You disturb so the public. It would give you a night in jail to calm down. As reported in the Dallas Weekly Herald, they spent, uh, they got both arrested. We said that the townspeople thought the gunfight was amusing. Until a few days later, when Doc got into another one, they're like, "Oh shit, this <laughs> one, This guy's a fucking nuisance." This time, he shot and killed a prominent citizen with two ooh, bullets. Ooh. Like, no, that's bullshit. That's Tom. <laughs> Damn it! He gave him two bullets. Limit is one. <laughs> Fleeing the posse that wanted him dead, he went to Jacksboro, Texas. He was like, "Fuck, gotta go." He didn't even get a chance to fucking clean out his fucking uh, his area of living, his living space. I wonder if anybody, I wonder if there's any documents what Doc left behind. You think they burned it? He was a he was a vagrant, man. He's homeless. No, yeah, he moved around. Not then. He was fucking. He no, was a prominent figure in a in, a, in the town. Not, not here. Yeah, he was still a fucking dentist, wasn't he? Mm-mm. Oh, wait, oh, this is afterwards when he's fucking gambling. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so he has all this shit on his horse, ready to go. He went to Jacksboro, Texas, a wild and lawless town, a cow town near Army Post. He found a job dealing faro. What is faro? That's a card game. And now carried a gun on a shoulder holster. So this motherfucker is like, I don't even reach out. He stands like this. <laughs> oh, no. That's a shoulder holster. I know what it is. I know what it is. This is on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to reach for the gun all He's the way like, up on my shoulder. Like, That's not fair. You're right. And when they go for a draw, <laughs> I mean, that would be, would be easier than... Pew! Pew! <laughs> you try the shoulder thing, I'll do it my way. Oh, I see. Yeah, done, done. Right. One, two. Oh, <laughs> One. You do your waist. Done and over with. What if it gets stuck? That would suck to be in duel. Yeah. You're going to get stuck in holster. That's, that's why you make sure you uh, unclapped it first. I'm sure they didn't even have buttons like that back in the day. They should. What they should do is, for a duel, is... Have a bullet. Have them each pointing at each other? Nope. Have a bullet at least. And uh, then you spin the fucking barrel nope. and. Have a bullet 20 feet away on the ground. And each man have to run. They're, they're, <laughs> what is, they're, what they're, is this? The XFL kickoff? No. No, they're not going to run into each other. There's a bullet for. You have to run no, into each other no, to get the bullet. No, there's a bullet for each person 20 feet from each person, but they're standing like a regular distance duel away. And then they have to run up to the bullet. No, the bullet is a regular distance stool away. And then they have to walk 20 feet back. And when the clock strikes 12, they have to run up to the bullet, put it in their gun, spin it, and then fire until it fires. That's a hell of a duel. That's a good game. <laughs> that would be a hell of a fucking concept right there. That's great. I don't know about that. 
run up to the fucking bullet. It's not a game though, so why I'm saying though. Do that? Back then it was. Maybe it could be in a video game. Back then, I mean, you fucking run up to the bullet, put it in your gun, and spin it, and start shooting. You better hope your motherfucker gets it first. But how many people cheat, put a bullet right in the thing, and then run up to the bullet, and keep it in your hand, and pew! You could have somebody hand them a gun before, right before, before it starts. Back, right before it starts. Well, who had that gun? Somebody that was a... A child. Somebody that was trustworthy. Another... On his hip. Okay, another on his hip. He had the okay. gun on his holster. He had a gun on his holster, on his shoulder holster, another on his hip, and a fucking knife. So this motherfucker was loaded to the fucking gills with weapons and tuberculosis. <laughs> and Doc was an expert shot with six shooter by now. So he'd be like, fuck you, motherfucker. See that fly in the wall? Pachoo! No, you don't. Either float away or shot. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Put a hole in the wall with it by once. And in this town, he was already involved in three more gunfights after that. So, five gunfights in total so far we have. He left one man dead, but no action was taken against him in the lawless town. They're like, well, did anybody see what happened? No. Well, Doc says this happened. All right. Well, Doc's ass just can't stay out of trouble because in the summer of 1876... Another argument led to him shooting and killing a soldier. Oh no, he killed Richardson. a soldier. But this forced the U.S. government to become involved, and he was hunted by the Army, the Texas Rangers, oh, no. the U.S. Marshals, oh, no. local lawmen, and oh. even citizens that wanted to collect a bounty on his head. Oh jeez. Well, Doc knew he would be hanged if he was caught, so he fled to Apache country in the Kansas Territory, which is now Colorado. Oh man. On his way, he stopped in Pueblo, Georgetown, Leadville, and Central City, killing three more people Jeez. on the way. Fuck it. I know I wanted, but gotta go. Well, finally, Doc arrived in Denver under the name Tom Mackey and worked as a pharaoh dealer at Babbitt's Theater. It was here that he got into a fight with Bud Ryan, who was known who was a known gambler in the area. Well, Doc nearly cut his head off with a knife. Oh, jeez. So Ryan survived, but his face and neck were mutilated. So he didn't nearly cut his head off. Uh, Holiday was basically forced out of town and went to Cheyenne, Wyoming. He's like, fuck it. Going to Wyoming? I'm going to take my chances with the engines. Uh, and found work as a dealer for Babbitt's partner, Thomas Miller, at Bella Union Saloon. Maybe Babbitt didn't take word. He probably was like, I ain't going to warn Miller. He ain't going down there. Thomas should be fine. Isn't it crazy that both people interacted with the same guy? Yeah. Best buds. Man, Babbitt's is like, Babbitt's, hey, Miller, what's up? Isn't it crazy that... What's going on, Babbitt's? Well, a couple years back, there's crazy motherfucker. Isn't it crazy that most of these Wild West people interacted with, with each, each other? other? It's weird. That's a vast... Big-ass fucking area. They're riding on horsebacks and right, shit. Right, right, right. Uh, in the fall of 1876, Miller moved the Bellet Union to Deadwood, and Holiday went with him. What? Doc Holiday went to Deadwood? Apparently, for a short time. Really? How come that's not nothing? Because he was only there for... I don't care. Uh, Hickok was only there for two days. Well, that's the reason why he's talking about him. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, after Miller moved uh, the Belly Union to Deadwood, and Holiday, Holiday went with him, by 1877, he returns back to Cheyenne. He's like, dude, I've been to some fucked up places, and I've done some fucked up things, but downtown Deadwood, <laughs> gotta go. Ain't for me. Gotta go. <laughs> Uh, he was like, no, I'm going back to Cheyenne. And he visited an aunt in Kansas. He's like, first I'm going to visit my aunt in Kansas. And then I'm going to go to Breckenridge, Texas to gamble. <laughs> I'm going to take a little... That's a hell of a detour. No. He returned to Cheyenne, visited yeah. an aunt in Kansas, and went on to Texas to gamble. So why would he go back to Cheyenne? I don't fucking know. 
and why would I give a timeline how long he was in Cheyenne and why he visited his aunt in Kansas and why he left his aunt in Kansas and went to fucking Breckenridge, Texas. Well, he went to Breckenridge, Texas to gamble. What? So that part should never even back in there. He said by 1877 he found himself in Breckenridge, Texas to gamble. Fine. This is what he's known. He went to Cheyenne, whatever, dabbled there for a week or two, visited an aunt in Kansas and went on to Breckenridge. So that's what he did. Okay. Okay. On the 14th. Of course, people, it's... Of course. Well, I don't care. On the 4th of July in 1877, he had a disagreement with a gambler, Henry Kahn, Henry Kahn, and he beat him with his fucking walking stick. <laughs> like, Imagine being beat with a walking <laughs> stick. Like, damn. Both men are arrested and fined. Kahn wasn't done, though, and later that day, he shot and seriously wounded Holiday. On July 7th, the Dallas Weekly Herald, Dallas Weekly Herald incorrectly reported that Holiday had been killed. His cousin, George, then moved him west to help him recover. He's like, George, I mean, he's like, Doc, they said you're dead. Well, take me out west to recover. He's like, all right. <laughs> well, after he recovered, he went to Fort Griffin, Texas. While dealing cards at John Chancey's saloon, he met Mary Catherine Elder Haroni, who was known as Big Kate Nose. Big Nose Kate. She was tough. Big Nose Big Kate. Nose Kate. Big Kate Nose. <laughs> <laughs> Big, what does Big Kate know? <laughs> Big Kate knows everything. <laughs> Big Nose Kate. She was tough, stubborn, and had a temper that matched Doc's. Even though she was an educated woman, she worked as a prostitute because she liked it, saying she belonged to no man or no house. She's the only woman known to have a relationship with Doc. She, belongs, she, became, she became a prostitute. Just because she liked fucking. But she says she belongs to no man or no house, but she does belong to her pimp and that fucking no. uh, whorehouse. No. Unless she was an independent she prostitute. Moved, she moved around like brothel to brothel and shit. We'll probably do something on Big Kate Knows because she has her own story. But yeah, she moved around... Uh, from, like, just the brothel and brothel, just fucking fucking people and making big money. Big Nose Kate, man. Not Big Kate Nose. I didn't say that. <laughs> he did. You said, we'll talk more about Big Kate Nose. <laughs> <laughs> big Nose Kate, damn it. Big, big Nose, Big Kate Nose. <laughs> oh, yeah, go talk to Big Kate, she knows. Where are you? Say B and Kate. Say B and Kate. Kate. Big Kate. <laughs> Where I find Jesse, go talk to go talk to Big Kate. She knows. Big Kate, she knows. Well, Big Kate knows. She'll smell you coming. <laughs> By this time, Wyatt Earp was on the trail of Dirty Dave. No, Dirty Dave boys. He was like, Dirty Dave, I can smell you, and I'm on your trail. <laughs> I got Big Kate. He was like, yeah, you just you just robbed the train. Damn it! Arriving in Fort Griffin, he went to the largest saloon in town, which was the. The Beehive Saloon, owned by Chancy. Chancy. Chancy told Ert that Dirty Dave had just passed through town. He's like, yeah, that motherfucker was here. But I don't know where that son of a bitch was headed. He just fucking left after I kicked his ass out because he was shooting up all over the damn place. He was fucking with my fucking regulars. Well, <laughs> he slapped around one of my horse. None of that happened, but... He go with him. He, t- he, t- <laughs> he, t- <laughs> he t- ah, you're you're right on the western shit, fucking making up shit. <laughs> he told him to go talk to Doc. Twenty years from now, somebody's gonna fifty, sixty years from now, somebody's gonna listen to this podcast and be like, well, that damn dirty day, rude ball went to went to Fort Griffin and start shooting up fucking everything. <laughs> shooting up fucking everything, fucking slapping around. Well, where'd you hear that? Well. <laughs> The mouthy Michiganders. They're outlaws and fucking gunslingers. They ain't gonna lie. They fucking know everything. Uh, anything and everything. Uh, well, anyway, the fucking bartender was like, dude, I don't know where he headed, but go talk to this guy named Doc Holiday. He plays cards with, he played cards with Ruball. It was well known that Doc hated lawmen, so Earp was skeptical. 
He was like, you talking about that Doc Holliday that hates law men? <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah that guy. He was like, damn, I'm skeptical talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skeptical of him. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, mm. uh, he ended up going over him. He was like, fuck it. Oh, I gotta get uh, this information. Uh, Mr. Doc Holliday? <laughs> <laughs> Holding his hat. His hat. Like, <laughs> Twisting it back. Like, uh, <laughs> well, sir. <laughs> well. <laughs> that reminds me of Rodney character because he'll do that with his hat. All <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, coy. Oh, jeez. Well, he ended up going to Doc and he told him what he thought about Rodenball. And he said he's headed back to Kansas. <laughs> you know, here's what I think about Rodenball. Well, I'm going back to Kansas. <laughs> no, no, no. He went over and ta- he talked to Doc, and he told him he thought Rodenball was headed back to Kansas. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Irk wired the info to Bat Masterston, uh, who was Dodge City Sheriff, and Doc's tip led to capture of Dirty Dave. He's like, I gotta get this over to Bat over in Dodge City. He's like, Well, there's a fucking uh, <laughs> there's a there's a telegraph place across the street. Exactly. He's like, Oh shit! All right. Erp and Doc started a friendship that would last for years. Erp is like, Doc, I gotta go to Fort Griffin. Doc is like, All right. He goes, I might eventually end up in Dodge <laughs> City to become an assistant city <laughs> marshal. <laughs> He's like, I'm just letting you know. I'm going. I'm going. He's like, but why? Why Dodge City? I don't know. I'm going to Kansas. Probably going to end up Dodge City. I'm going to become assistant city marshal. Why not the city marshal? Well, it's too much responsibility. The assistant too. The assistant. I'm not the assistant. I'm assistant to the city marshal. Well, anyway, he went to Fort Griffin and then eventually went to Dodge City to become the a city assistant marshal. <laughs> Sometime in 1977, Doc was dealing cards at the saloon. A local bully named Ed Bailey was unimpressed by Doc and wanted to irritate him. Oh, man. Did they really say bully back then? Should we use that in our analogy of the Wild Wild West? According to the way... A local he, he fucking a, he problem. A, well, he was a bully in town, yeah. A local fucking uh, loudmouth or a local nuisance. This is all confirmed reports. How about local nuisance? Whatever. A nuisance named Ed Bailey was unimpressed by Doc and wanted to irritate him. We kept up... He kept picking up the discards and looking at An him. unruly citizen or some shit. I don't know what they said back then. Did they say bully? I don't think they said bully back in 1800s. 1870s. He's just a big bully. He's just a big bully. Don't be a big bully. Either or whatever the fuck he was, he was unimpressed. Maybe they did, because a lot, a lot of people were raising bull farms and shit. And like, that bull was really dickhead. He's a bully. He's a bully. Damn. He bullies you around. Right. I, I do believe. I will stick. I'll let you use bully. Okay, well, the bully named Ed Bailey was unimpressed by Doc and wanted, him to, ir- wanted to irritate him. You think he used to irritate him? He, <laughs> he kept picking up the discards and looking at him. Which was prohibited in Western poker. You can't would, look at discards in any would, poker. Well, it would cause you not to just lose Western poker. Well, at that time, apparently, it was only Western poker. Well, Holiday warned Bailey twice, but he ignored him. Damn, I'm surprised he hit him twice. He picked up the discards again, but this time Doc raked in the pot without saying a word. Bailey, Bailey immediately drew his pistol, but before he could pull the trigger, Doc slashed oh, the man no. across the stomach. Attestants everywhere. With blood everywhere, Bailey laid on the table, dying. Right. Doc didn't run because his actions were in self-defense, yeah. but he was still arrested and put in a hotel room as the town didn't have a jail. Oh, that's fine. Well, a vigilante group formed to get revenge on Doc, well, knowing they... that the mob would overtake the lawmen. Big Nose Kate set fire to an old shed. Holy shit. Yeah, the fire threatened to engulf the whole town, so the mob turned their attention to putting it out. While everyone was distracted, 
distracted, Kate went up to the lone guard with two pistols and got Doc the hell out of there, and the two got the fuck out of town. They were like, fuck this shit. They are like, they're going to kill you. It was self-defense. They don't give a fuck. Let's go. Uh, they hid out for the night and then stole some horses the next morning and headed for Dodge City. Like, man, we got to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to see Wyatt. I'm going to Dodge City. They registered at Cox's boarding house as Dr. and Mrs. J.H. Holiday. Uh, grateful for what Kate did for him, he wanted to make her happy, so he gave up gambling and mm. went back to being a dentist. Good He's friend. like, you know what? Fuck it. I love you, woman. I'm going to cough in people's mouths. <laughs> uh, he ran this ad in the newspaper. Dentistry. John H. Holiday. Dentist. Ph.D. Would it be Ph.D.? No, it would be, uh, what's a dentist? D- D- DDS. DDS John Holiday very respectfully offers his professional services to the citizens of Dodge City. And surrounding county during this summer. Office at room number 24 at the Dodge House. Where satisfaction, where satisfaction, where satisfaction <laughs> is not given, money will be refunded. Look at him. Good for him. If I cough in your mouth, it's free. And you have tuberculosis. <laughs> and you die with TB19. Uh, Kate promised to give up being a whore. She's like, well, you know what? <laughs> if you stop, I won't take any more dicks. I won't take no more dicks if you don't take any more lives. Lives. <laughs> what a bitch! I won't sell my pussy no more. Damn. So what? That's a good deal. Should never happen anyway. Because if I was docked, like, bitch, you're with me now. You ain't doing no more pussying. Well, like he cares. Apparently he did, because uh, she promised to give up being a whore and like, Why can't you stop her. being a whore? Why can't you stop killing people? Why we always got to run? All right, I'll be a dentist. You stop taking dicks. Right. And we'll go up to Dodge City and hang out with fucking uh, the fucking Wyatt people. <laughs> the Earp people. The Earps. She's like, all right. <laughs> and you got to stop hanging around with them saloons. She's like, well. <laughs> Kate got bored and couldn't stand the quiet. <laughs> So I can't stand there's no dicks in my pussy. <laughs> I can't stand the I can't stand the lack of <laughs> it's so it's so quiet. I haven't cleaned my vagina in days. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know myself anymore. She told Doc, she's like, I'm going back to the bright lights of dance halls and gambling dens and fucking nasty hotel rooms. The two split the first of many times. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck you. He's like, fuck you, I'm going back to fucking well, He's uh, like, Yeah, I'm going back to gambling and dealing cards at the Long Branch Saloon. Doc kept to the law while he You think he still dentistry on his side? Maybe no. like, maybe it was like playing fucking poker and he noticed one dude had like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, that's infected. He's like, somebody's like, oh, and he's, he's like, like, that's infected. I can take care of that for like, you. <laughs> rips it out real quick. All right. Oh, thanks. Puts it in the pot. Yeah. <laughs> you can pay me later. Doc kept to the law while in Dodge City. Then a number of Texas cowboys arrived with a herd of cattle ready to let loose after many weeks on the trail. The group was led so Doc by... kept to the law while in Dodge City. He wasn't. He well, was there before Wyatt Earp. He, he knew no. He went there before Wyatt. No, Wyatt was there. No, only was, Wyatt was. It was already established that no, Wyatt was there. No, no, it didn't say when Doc went. It didn't say when Wyatt went. Wyatt was there when Doc got there. It didn't say that. No, it would have done said that by now for sure. There had been some meeting of Wyatt was there when Doc. No, was I think there. Doc was there first. Because if you ever, if you ever watched Tombstone, when Wyatt Earp first got the that, uh, the Dodge. He was like, who's that guy back there? He was like, well, Doc Holliday. Oh, no. He walked up. He goes, I don't know that guy. Anyways, this group was, well, he was a fucking uh, card fucking dealer at the Long Rat Saloon. Then a number of Texas cowboys arrived with a herd of cattle ready to let loose. 
It was like, man, we've been on the trail for fucking weeks. And we're just going to come fuck this town up. Well, the group was led by Ed Morrison, uh, who Earp humiliated in Wichita a few months ago. Oh, no. And a man named Toby Driscoll. So yep. this right here is going to prove that why it was there. Yep. They came through towns, guns a-blazing, shooting out windows and entered the Long Branch Saloon and started harassing customers. Of course. While Earp bust through the door, only to find several guns pointed at his face. Oh. Morrison stepped forward and said, Pray and jerk your gun. Your time has come, Earp. Well, then a voice behind Morrison said, No, friend. You draw or throw your hands up. Doc had a revolver to Morrison's temple. Uh Uh-oh. He was playing cards in the back and heard the commotion. He then said, If any of you bastards pulls a gun and your leader here loses what's left of his brains. Oh. They all dropped their arms and Earp busted Morrison over the head with his gun. Which is in the movie. He then took Morrison and Driscoll to jail. Except for that part. That part. Well, Wyatt never forgot that Doc saved his life that night. Later saying, the only the only way anyone could have appreciated the feeling I had for Doc after the Driscoll Morrison business would have been to stood in my boots at the time Doc came through the Long Branch. Yeah, because Wyatt Earp would have died that night if Doc Holliday wasn't there. Doc Holliday fucking <laughs> saved his life. They've been over with. No, no Wyatt Earp story. His brothers wouldn't have died. They would never made the movie Tombstone. True. Uh, well, sometime later, Doc and Kate got into an argument. And, and they pissed off. They're like, you know what? We're, fuck you guys. Doc's like, I'm leaving. Fuck this town. I'm sorry, Wyatt. We're friends and all, but this bitch got me fucking pissed. I'm ready he's to like, kill her. He's like, I'm going to Trinidad, Colorado. And Wyatt's like, damn, that's far. Why, why would you not just like pick the next town over? You're going to go all the way to Trinidad, Colorado. She, she can travel there easily. <laughs> yeah. Well, after arriving there, he was goaded into a gunfight with a local gambler named Kid Colton. He's like, you're wider, you're wider, you're wider, friend. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm Doc Holliday. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> wide Herb's my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not his friend. He's my friend. <laughs> Why is my friend? That's not what I heard. Kid, I'll tell you what, Colton. That's his name. Kid, I'll tell you what, Colton. <laughs> the kid, well, that kid ended up dead on the street. Yes, he did. Not wanting, not wanting to linger around after that. He went to Las Vegas, New Mexico. Something we covered already. He's like, I heard this town in Las, Las Vegas. Where's that Las Vegas at? The first person asked, like, what do you mean New Mexico? He's like, yeah. Wait, I think he meant Las Vegas. Well, that one ain't even invented yet. <laughs> oh, 1879, yeah. Uh, so he went to Las Vegas, New Mexico in 1879. He practiced dentistry for a couple weeks, but soon bought a saloon. He was like, fuck this working for If you guys remember the episode of Las Vegas, New Mexico, this is covered for a little he, tiny a bit. A little tiny bit. Honestly, I, I mean, he kept on trying to go back to dentist. He tried He tried to be a good man. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to be a good man. Well, he just shacked up in the new town. He figured, I'll be, I'll I can be a dentist here and make some money. Yeah, but he keeps on coughing people's mouths. <laughs> you can't do that. But he was like, fuck it. I can buy a bar. Mm-hmm. So he bought a bar in August of 1879. So he became a pimp. That bar had a horse. Yeah. Ain't no bar with no horse. Yeah, it was just unless it was like a little dive. It was just a saloon, man. A little dive, like the fucking just going there and get a drink. Like on like, Red Dead, the other saloon, not the exactly. fucking, not the, the one that didn't have it, but you just went into the other one that just had the bar, right? That's or even on Deadwood, the saloon or the the little, the little tiny one that yeah. he used to go in with just a couple people. Yeah, I get yeah. it. In August of 1879, he got in an argument with a man named Mike Gordon. <laughs> We, yeah, we covered this. Uh, they went out to the street where Doc told him to shoot anytime. He was like, hey, Gordon, you can shoot anytime. Gordon's like, I will. And he did. But ended up with three shots in his stomach. Yep. We know what happens next. A lynch mob formed and drove Holiday back to Dodge City. They're like, you got to go back to where you came from. He's like, I came from Dodge City. Well, go there. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to look for Kate. 
he found Kate. No, he didn't. No, he found Kate that was gone. Kate was, <laughs> he found he found Kate's hoof prints. Oh, hoof prints? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> call her a cow? <laughs> damn, that damn cow gone. Everybody knows they identify people by hoof prints of horses. Well, now that's Kate's horse. I know that because the shoes I put on had her name engraved. So ever she went, it was it was Kate. I said Kate. It said it said Big Kate notes. <laughs> big Kate notes. <laughs> the horse even had a big nose, and horses have big noses. They have long vases. Snout, not faces. Would it be a snout? Be snout. Would it be though? You gonna finish that or a lynch mob formed and drove Holiday back to Dodge City, where he found that Kate was gone. He's like, anybody ain't seen Kate? They're like, no, nah, that bitch left. <laughs> He's like, when? But I don't fucking know. That bitch is gone. She backed up. Fucking got out of this motherfucker. Quick as fuck. Uh, and they were like, well, where's Wyatt? And they're like, Wyatt's fucking gone. He went to Tombstone. He said he, he said something about, uh, I'm going to Tombstone and strike a rich. Going to strike a rich. And, uh, and uh, Doc was like, Tombstone? What the fuck's in Tombstone? Uh, strike rich. That in Arizona? It don't make no damn sense. He's like, are you sure you went to Tombstone? They're like, that's what he said. He's like, damn. He's like, well, I'm leaving Dot City, and I'm going to Tombstone, if anybody wants to know. There's nothing left for me here. Everybody's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, unknown to him, Kate was a... Thank you for that fucking storyteller. <laughs> you just dragged two sentences out to a fucking uh, whole uh, episode of a sitcom. But uh, <laughs> unknown to him, Kate was also on the way to Tombstone, and the two ran into each other in Prescott, Arizona. All right. Well, Kate was happy to keep Doc company because at this time he was pocketing $40,000 in winnings from gambling. Of course. Well, by early 1880, they have... Wait, they didn't get no conversation with, like, well, why are you well, I'm leaving? I'm sure they did. I'm yeah, sure. Well, who was there? That. Was somebody there in their fucking cabin to report that? Somebody wrote a diary. Got to be yeah. some kind of diary around. Well, not that we know of. But by early 1880, they arrived in Tombstone. There, he not only ran into Wyatt, but also his brothers James, Virgil, and Morgan. Yep. Well, James is a faro dealer at a saloon while Virgin... Virgin... <laughs> virgin Virgil. Well, well, the Virgin Virgil. <laughs> well, Virgil was the deputy marshal. He appointed Wyatt, the city marshal, and Morgan an officer. Okay. The Clanton gang hated that the Earps were there and let it be known that he they did. were not wanted. He did. Holiday was a welcome addition to the fight against the Cowboys. Kate ended up running a boarding house in Globe, Arizona, about 175 miles away, although she would stay with Doc while she was in town. Okay. So they... You know, they were still broken up, and she was like, I'm going here to run a fucking boarding house. Well, having 175 miles, uh, she ain't going to be in town very often. That's a long-ass ways away. Runs me on a horse. You're talking a what? good day a ride. Half a day? Day ride. Half a day. About a day. A half a day. If you look at... You can probably walk two miles. You, you can probably walk two to three miles an hour. If you look at... On a horse, If you, you look get, at the last story with... Uh, Sam Bass, they rode, what, 150 miles away and it took on a horse half a day? I say on a horse, you're going about 10 miles an hour. Okay, a day. So it doesn't matter. A day is not nothing. Easily travel on a day, go somewhere. Right. It was common. So of course it was. It's only a day's ride. It's only a day. Oh, that's it? It's only a day's ride. Well, that's it? All I gotta hey. do is pack hey. a sandwich. Hey, Johnson's holding a party in the other county tomorrow night <laughs> on Friday. Well, well damn, we better well, leave now. Well, that's only a day's ride. Today's Wednesday. Pack it up. Pack it up. Oh, <laughs> we gotta leave now. Pack it up. We gotta go. We're having a barbecue. Mmm. What's barbecue? We don't know, but they're having one. <laughs> he said he was having it. He said it would be. He said it would revolutionize the cooking game. Everything. He said. He said it will revolutionize get-togethers. Well, on March fifteenth, eighteen eighty-one. 
<laughs> until the coronavirus came around. It was like these get together. Will, these, that will also the, revolutionize. The coronavirus number one slogan is these get togethers got to stop. <laughs> Here's my number one campaign uh, promise. Uh, I promise get togethers <laughs> of five and more or stop. The coronavirus's fucking slogan is coronavirus get togethers no no <laughs> that's it that's it instead of obama's change yes we can it's get togethers no 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 yeah <laughs> well, yeah covid 2020 with, a, <laughs> with with an asterisk that says unless you're essential <laughs> essentials only <laughs> Essentials only. Yeah, instead of instead of people wearing those fucking uh, those those fucking uh, players only jackets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> essentials, essentials only. only. Uh, no, yeah, because the players only jackets were like very popular at one exactly. point in time. Exactly. They're like, oh, this guy's still wearing players. So in like 30 years from now. Us old guys at like sixty years old, they're gonna be like, "Look at this guy! He's still in the essential." (laughs) That guy was essential during the coronavirus. Uh, Hey, buddy, essentials only isn't good anymore. (laughs) The coronavirus doesn't even exist anymore. What are you talking about? Hey, boomer. (laughs) (laughs) And coronial, (laughs) fucking damn coronials! I tell you what. (laughs) Oh, that's the kids that are born. Yeah. Oh, you see the fucking idiots in India. Named her fucking kids COVID and Corona. <laughs> they're twins. They're, they're named COVID and Corona. Those are badass names. I'm not gonna lie. COVID. Where's COVID? COVID? Where's COVID at? Where's Corona? Damn, damn. COVID is 19 today. I can't believe that shit. <laughs> COVID 19. Yeah, and it dies. Damn. Damn. Cor- corona just got a virus. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Corona's got a virus. <laughs> All right, we got to finish this. Let's go. We're not even halfway through. Uh, On March 15, 1881, four men robbed a stagecoach and killed the driver and passenger. Earlier, Kate and Doc got into an argument, and he kicked her out. He's like, bitch. I'm fucking sick of you, bitch. Sick of it. Sheriff Behan. He's like, why did you travel a whole day to come see me? Right. He was like, I hope you fucking go get your rest somewhere else. Uh, Sheriff Behan and Milt Joyce saw an opportunity to blame Doc and found Kate still drunk mm-hmm. and talking shit about Doc. He's like, now, Kate, what happened? Did Doc That stupid you? son of a bitch fucking kick me out? Fuck him. He never, he could never amount to being a dentist. He always got to gamble. Right. They're like, all right. They're like, here, drink this. So they gave her a bunch of booze mm-hmm. and then had her sign an affidavit that said Doc was involved. <laughs> They're like, Doc did this shit. You're fucking right. You're dead. Fuck yeah, Doc fucking robbed that stage. S- sign this. Sign this. And they're like, oh, sure, I'll sign it. A warrant was issued for Holiday's arrest. Later that day, a drunk Holiday went to Joyce's saloon and demanded his firearm back that was taken earlier. He's like, now damn it. I want my gun. I know man. you got my fucked firearm and I want it now. I want it. And Joyce is like, no. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Doc. Doc's like, I'll come back, but I want my damn gun. <laughs> Doc came back with his other gun. He's like, I got this. It's a revolver. He's like, where's my other gun? <laughs> He's shooting all over the place. Uh, Joyce pulled out another pistol. He's like, this ain't yours, but I got this. And he shot Doc in the hand. He's like, boo. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, oh, you shot me in my hand. He's like, damn right. And Joyce's bartender grabbed a gun. Grabbed another gun, but Doc shot him in the toe. He's like, don't you grab that gun. I'll, <laughs> I'll shoot, shoot you in your toe. toe. <laughs> Boo! There's that, motherfucker. That's the big toe. You look at it, shoot gonna, you. That, that big toe's going to throw off your balance, boy. <laughs> that big toe ain't going to the market. Wait. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker ain't going That motherfucker ain't even going wee 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 all the way home. No, because that motherfucker might be shot too. <laughs> I shot them all. I shot all them little piggies. <laughs> <laughs> George's like, this is bullshit. He picked up the pistol and then pistol whip Doc. Oh, like, you stupid shit. son of a bitch. And he fucking knocked Doc's knocked ass out. out. Doc's laying down on the ground. He was like, arrest this son of a bitch. So Doc got arrested and found guilty and fined $20 for assault. Plus $11.25 for court costs. He's like, damn. No, damn it, you owe $31.25, Doc. Which is probably like a hundred and something dollar. And he was like, all right, fuck it. Here. He was like, what about my fucking hand? He was like, well, we'll get it wrapped up. Doc didn't get shot in the hand. Yeah, Doc got shot in the no, hand. Doc shot Joyce in the hand. Oh, Doc shot him in the hand. Yeah. Oh. He was like, what about Joyce's hand? <laughs> he was like, That's I already business. paid. That's I, your- I already we- paid the $20 for the assault, damn it. He's like, we can't, we can't tell you his, his fucking his medical history. Is that called? <laughs> yeah. Heart. That's Hippa. heart. Hippo. Yeah, um, what's the hippo laws? Hippo laws? I can't tell you how he's doing. You have to go see. <laughs> what about that fella's toe I shot off? Hippo. Hippo. <laughs> he's like, well, damn. Well, here's the $31.50. <laughs> I'll be on my way. Yeah. By this time, the herbs. <laughs> by, by this time, the herbs were looking for people who could give Doc an alibi. <laughs> He's like, "Can anybody give Doc an alibi? Can anybody say anybody know where Doc was on this day? Come on, even if he didn't. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Tell me you did. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, he was looking for an alibi to prove that he wasn't there on the day that a a that stage was robbed. <laughs> Why was the stage be robbed? Good. Oh, there was a rob. We're in the stage that was robbed. When this everybody knows who's listening. The stagecoach was robbed, and they tried to pin it on him. That's what we're talking about. Oh, that was a long time ago. I forgot uh, about that. That same thing you read two minutes ago. That was way up there. Look at all this stuff that's happened since then. It's literally just right there. All right, okay, I gotta go back. So four men robbed the stagecoach. Yes. And then fucking uh, Kate was drunk and signed an affidavit that said oh, he was the one that okay. was there. Yeah, remember? Man. All right. I get it. And then fucking, uh, it was Joyce that fucking coerced her, and then he shot, shot somebody in a toe. Yeah, and remember? Doc, Doc shot Joyce's bartender in the yeah, toe. and then he paid thirty-one twenty-five then, to get out of and jail. And then Joyce pistol whipped him with one hand. Yeah. So Doc got pistol whipped by a, by a one-armed guy. Pretty fucked up. It's true. And then he paid thirty-one fifty cents to fucking thirty-one twenty-five. No, he gave twenty-five cents to the judge just because. <laughs> there you go. Don't spend it all in one place. He's like, I won't. <laughs> I'll put it right here, <laughs> right on my breast. <laughs> well, anyway, Wide Herb was looking for somebody that can give Doc an alibi to prove that he wasn't the one that robbed that damn stage. Well, Kate sobered up after how many weeks? How long has it been? Just a day, man. How much shit did they give her? Just a day. Oh, so finally, like three hours later, she was like, well, wait a minute. Well, well, Doc didn't do that. She's like, no. I was drunk and pissed because we got in an argument. He threw me out the damn house. Doc said my butt was bigger than the other day. <laughs> after we just had sex. And he nutted all over my face because he didn't want no more kids. I don't think he ever had kids. He couldn't. To he have had, no more. He had tuberculosis. Does tuberculosis make you sterile? I don't know. Can you get tuberculosis through having sex? Was it that how did How did Big Nose Kate not get well, tuberculosis when she was clearly fucking... Well, uh, how did... How did... Doc. How did... Uh, he doc, got it from his mom. From so. what, though? How'd you get it? How's it, how's it transmitted? I'm assuming, like... Through the air? Particles and shit like that. Through the air? Hmm. So then Kate definitely had tuberculosis. Well... 
We'll see when we uh, have her story, but I'm pretty sure she didn't die from tuberculosis. There's, there's no way she didn't. Tuberculosis is a very major fucking... Well, I'm pretty sure she didn't. Yes, transmitted through all kinds of shit, because, yeah. A lot of people, and especially in the food and medical industries, have to be tested for tuberculosis. Wow. Okay. I know I had to. Well, no. in the summer of 1881, the tensions between the Clantons no. and the Herbs... What? You even finish. Oh, well, yeah. Kate was sobered up. She was like, oh, shit, I just fucked up. I just fucked up. Doc didn't do any of those things. She's like, no, I'm sorry. They're like, we got your signature right here. She's like, well, it never happened. The charge was thrown out on Doc. And then Doc gave Kate some money and sent her away on a stagecoach out of town. He's like, well, thank you. He's like, Here's some money. I've had it with you, woman. This is what you almost got me killed. The fuck out of here, bitch. She's like, but Doc. He said, like, you gotta go. You gotta go. She's like, but I suck your dick. She's I like, suck your dick. He's, he's like, like, I, I know. know. But you suck Bill Thompson, Johns and Bill. <laughs> well, in the summer of 1881, the tensions between the Clantons and the Herbs were increasing. On October 25th, uh, Ike Clanton spent the day getting drunk and telling everyone he was going to send Wyatt to Boot Hill, which is a popular cemetery and tombstone. Everybody knows about that. And also threatening the other Herbs and Doc. Well, Doc confronted him later that day and said, get your gun and commence. Virgil was there and said that he would arrest both men if they didn't stop. Well, Clanton stepped down, but not before saying he was going to kill you tomorrow when the others come to town. Yeah, he wasn't lying. Well, Ike spotted Wyatt on the street and shouted, tell your consumptive friend, your Arizona Nightingale, he's, de- he's a dead man tomorrow. To which Wyatt replied, don't you tangle with Doc, he'll kill you before you've even begun. Before Ike left, he said, get ready for tomorrow. Basically, they already knew what the fuck was happening. The Herbs could have fucking... Their brothers, his brother... We'll talk about... Wyatt's brothers okay. died because of this. And a little disclaimer here, guys. What's about to happen next is uh, the shootout at the OK Corral. And a lot of this info isn't in-depth as it would be because the OK Corral is a whole other incident That's and a whole other episode That's that we're going to cover. This is a slim run. So this is just Doc's involvement in yeah, it. Nothing involvement. else that happened a lot really. Of other, a lot of other shit happened yeah. for this so, OK Corral to happen. We're not going to fucking waste that because OK Corral is a whole other episode. So Well, we'll go into that the next morning after several incidents with the Clintons and the Earps already. Sheriff Behan appeared and said Ike and his crew are on Fremont Street talking Gun talk. They're like, they're like, hey, man, look at this gun. <laughs> He's like, they're over there talking gun talk. <laughs> he said, look at this gun. He's like, check this out. I cleaned this one yesterday real good. <laughs> real like, damn, good. I, haven't seen, good. <laughs> I haven't seen that gun cleaned since. How, how'd you get all that oil off it? Yeah, since Panama City or whatever city they were at before. Since fucking, uh, since Buffalo Hill. And damn, holy shit. Since you took it off that one fucking rancho you killed. <laughs> he said the gang was playing the Bushwag Doc in the Planning. bacon. Planning. He's a plan. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Sheriff Bannon said, "Hey, dude, that fucking guy, them guys over there talking gun, <laughs> they're talking gun talk, <laughs> they're talking gun talk. They're talking about Bushwag and Doc in the vacant lot. Oh. How do they know Doc can go in that vacant lot? Oh, well, as Doc was known, the pastor every morning, like now, Doc is going to end up going there, to this vacant lot. There's always a follow up, buddy. <laughs> Doc, Doc is end up going to this vacant lot. He goes there yeah, every, every morning. He goes there. I tell you what, Doc's going to be in that lot." Are you sure? Yeah. I know it a lot. He's going to be in that vacant lot. Doc. Well, Virgil said, he said, hey, 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 I'm going to go down there. But, Sheriff, I want you to de- I want you to come with me. And the Sheriff said, hell no. This is your fight, not mine, man. The Cowboys were surprised when they saw the herbs along with Doc arrive to confront them. I'm like, damn, what are you guys doing here? 
They were all dressed in black while Doc was in gray and whistling. So Doc's going into the corral. <laughs> Maybe that too, yeah. And Virgil said, you're under arrest for attempting to disturb... Attempting... You can't under arrest attempting. somebody for attempting to disturb the peace. Yeah, man, they were walking around town fucking shouting and hooler and hollering. That should be disturbing the peace. Well, they were attempting to because they didn't really disturb them, but they were on the verge of. Right. And they were like, well, I think you're about to make some people a little you're about uneasy. about to disturb some people, you're, man. You ever <laughs> seen Minority Report with Tom Cruise? Who's <laughs> Tom ball, Cruise? Your ball just dropped in our office, so... I mean, you gotta go. The gang and Doc... And Morgan simultaneously braced for action to which Virgil shouted, Hold on! I don't want this! And then it happened. Mm. The whole thing lasted about 30 seconds. The gang fired the first shots, but Doc was the first to hit someone when his bullet tore through Frank McClory's stomach. Billy Clanton was struck in the ribs by Morgan. Billy Claiborne ran away, and Ike dropped him with his gun. Pleading for his life. Billy's like, No! 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 Ike didn't drop him. What's that? I didn't drop him with his gun. I said, oh. <laughs> you make it seem like Billy Claiborne was dropped by Ike. <laughs> huh. They're in the same gang. Billy Clanton was struck in the ribs by Morgan. And when Billy Claiborne ran away and Ike dropped his gun, pleading for his life, he's like, hey, hey, stop. No, no more. <laughs> no. no. No more. I'm and not wi- ready. And Wild yelled for Ike to fight or get out like Claiborne. He's like, come at me and fight. Get out like your buddy Claiborne! Ike was like, I'm gonna leave. It's alright, I'm gonna leave. Mike ran to the photography shop. He's like, first, I gotta go get back my photos. <laughs> I, I about to have some shit to, to developed over here. <laughs> it's it about time for the one hour to be up. <laughs> well, as, as Ike was running, he drew a gun and shot at Wyatt, distracting Morgan long enough so Tom McClurry could put a bullet in his side. Doc instantly blew Tom away with a blast from a shotgun. Oh, no. Well, Billy Clanton was wounded and started shooting anywhere around him, striking oh, Virgil he in the leg. Right in the fucking, uh, yeah, bad Virgil. When it was all over, Morgan and Virgil went home to get medical attention. The 30-second <clears throat> shootout left Billy Clanton, Frank, and Tom McClory dead. 30 Sheriff, seconds, dude. 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Seriously. That's 30 it. seconds. Yeah. Sheriff Bam approached Wyatt. That's about enough time to take his tire shoes. Yeah. 30 seconds. That's how, yeah, three people were dead. Sheriff Bayan approached Wyatt and Doc informed him that they were under arrest. Wow. Well, they were tried for murder, but it was determined that they were acting within the law. Right. Well, after this, Doc had a run-in with Johnny Ringo, but nothing came of it since he knew he was drunk. Morgan ended up getting killed at the hands of the gang, and Wyatt put There's together more about his Johnny famous... Ringo coming up, too, though. Hmm. Well, that's in another episode. Mm, Johnny Ringo's a big story in this. How is he not in this? Johnny Ringo's a big story. He is. In the Vendetta Ride, yes. The Earp Vendetta Riders, but uh, yeah. Morgan ended up getting killed at the hands of gang, hands of the gang, and Wyatt put together his famous Earp Vendetta Ride, which will be a whole other episode, so we're not getting too much into that. Uh, and Doc was with him every step of the way. Many men were killed by Earp and his men, and the warrants were issued for Doc and Wyatt and the other men. Yeah, but the Wyatt was a fucking lawman. Doesn't matter. No, because this is a vendetta. It's just killing people to kill them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, in May of 1882, Wyatt and Doc left Tombstone. Swearing to never return. He's like, we're going to fucking leave this place and we're not coming back. Cause this why, cause, this uh, is all after the Vendetta well, ride, too. Wyatt lost how many brothers already? Just Morgan. Just Morgan. Like two or three died in, in Tombstone. Oh, only one died in Tombstone. That's right. Just Morgan. That's right. Uh, but still vowing revenge on our remaining gang members. He's like, we're going to get these on bitch someday. We're but right now, right now we're going to Silver City, New Mexico. 
and he was like, we're going to sell the horses there, and then we're going to get on the stage, and then we're going to Colorado. Okay, so they went west and north. Okay. On the way, Earp and Doc had had it fallen out after Doc said Earp was becoming a Jew boy. <laughs> Earp, <laughs> Doc's like, a Jew boy? He's becoming a little bitch. <laughs> and Earp was like, what? Well, that's not why he called him a Jew boy, but I know. Uh, he called him a Jew boy because Earp was staying with a Jewish man and touched the mezuzah when he entered the house. I get it. Wyatt was a fucking respectful... This, this, uh, you guys are going to learn about Wyatt Earp when we fucking talk about Wyatt Earp. But Wyatt Earp was a, a complicated guy to understand. He was he was actually... He, he, Doc Holliday was a fucking southern fucking confederate. Fucking hated everything. He couldn't understand why a guy like Wyatt Earp would fucking be friends with a, a Jewish Jew. A Jew. And you're touching the guy's statue or whatever it is. Or you're doing whatever, you know. Whatever the mezuzah is. Yeah. And, and Wyatt Earp was like, hey, listen, Doc Holliday, I love you and all this shit. And you fucking saved my life multiple times. We had plenty. We had that 30-second gunfight. Okay, Corral. <laughs> uh, but. And not only the, you know, the whole vendetta riot yeah, where, we killed, oh, where we killed over 10 men. That, <laughs> right yeah, now, you know. Right now, you kind of pissed me off with this Jewish shit. <laughs> so, how about you go that way and I go this way? <laughs> And Doc was like, fine! So they parted ways, and shortly after arriving in Colorado, on May 15, 1882, Doc was arrested for the murder of Frank Stillwell, who was one of the men killed in the Vendetta ride. Right. And they're like, well, Wyatt Earp's gone, and Doc's by himself. Let's get this son of a bitch. Who, was, who got killed? Well, uh, Frank Stillwell. Stillwell. All right, we'll go with him. Well, the newspaper, the local newspaper wrote, Doc Holliday has a big reputation as a fighter, and has probably put more rustlers and cowboys under the sod than any other man in the West. Mm. He had been the terror of the lawless element in Arizona. And with the Earps, he was the only man brave enough to face the bloodthirsty crowd, which has made the name of Arizona a stench in the nostrils oh, damn. of decent men. So they're saying Arizona. Fuck Arizona. Don't go there. Right. And these guys made that Arizona they even made it worse. The stench. The stench. Well, fearing that Doc would not receive a fair trial if he was extradited to Arizona, Wyatt had Bat Masterson assist with the case. He doesn't come on, Bat. Well, eventually, Doc's troubles ended with the Rocky Mountain News reported on May 30th. Doc Holliday's case was finally disposed of by Governor Pitkin yesterday. His, excell- his excellency... His excellency... Deport. Okay. Whoa, again. His Excellency deciding that he cannot honor the requisition from Arizona. The district attorney's office was represented by Honorable I.E. Barnum. Yep. Assistant uh, district attorney was accompanied on his visit to the governor by Deputy Sheriff Linton mm. and Sheriff Paul of Arizona. Among others present were Deputy Sheriff Masterson of Trinidad and several friends of Holiday. So it worked out. So Doc left Denver and supposedly traveling to Pueblo, Colorado. He's like, fuck it. They're like, Doc, get the fuck out of here. There's a little town called Pueblo, Colorado. Let's go check it out. Stay out of trouble for like a couple of years and people people forget you. All this shit. He was like, all right, go check it out. Where, what'd you say it was? It's like Pueblo, Colorado, man. He's like, I think I know. So he goes to Pueblo. However, on July 14th, 882, when Doc Holiday was allegedly still in Colorado, uh, John Yost, a teamster in Arizona territory, discovered a body intertwined among the branches of an oak tree. East of the Dragoon Mountains. He was like, oh shit. Look at that, a bullet. Look, look at this, guys. A bullet entered this guy's head. Right in his right temple. And exited through the top of the head. Oh, damn. 
He was like, who the fuck is this guy? He was like, dude, dude, I just found out that fucking is John Ringo, sworn enemy of Doc Holliday. This makes fucking perfect sense. Everybody's like, who's John Ringo? They're like, don't you know who John Ringo is? He's an enemy of Doc Holliday. They're like, what? Doc Holliday? Who's Doc Holliday? <laughs> well, they know who Doc Holliday is. Well, anyway, the body turned out to be John Ringo, sworn enemy of Doc Holliday. Although, Bat Matchstand and, and Warren are. Is it Warren or Wyatt? There's no such thing as Warren Earp. Yes, one of his brothers. Oh, okay. And Warren Earp and some uh, newspapers' friends attempting to create an alibi, uh, claiming that Doc had never left Colorado. They're like, dude, dude, Doc's been here the whole fucking time. Right here in Colorado. He never left. Like we're trying to get his baseball team going. <laughs> he was our ninth guy, so of course he didn't leave. Right. We're going to call the Rockies. <laughs> the truth was, Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday had re- returned to Arizona. Ooh. While there, they met up with some of their friends, Fred Dodge, Oregon Smith, Johnny Green, John Meager, and probably Lou Cooley. <laughs> probably. Like, it was probably there. It was probably there. We don't know, but... Uh, Ringo... Has, had been spotted by the group, and next, he was found dead. So they're like... They found that motherfucker. They're like, him. dude, all these motherfuckers are here, and John Ringo was spotted not too far away, and then but he's But nobody dead. knew they were there. At the, at the time. At the time. Well, Doc then headed to Leadville, where he led a quiet and uneventful life until the afternoon of August 19th, 1884. So that's nine years. Well, it was uh, 77. So... 82... Damn, he's still doing shit for all these years like that. So three years later. Three years later. March 28th, 1880. Wait, no. 1884. Around 5 p.m., Doc was in Hyman Saloon, and as Billy Allen entered, entered, Doc, having known Allen was looking for trouble, leveled his pistol, sailing a bullet over Allen's head, barely missing him. Allen turned, intending to flee, but tripped over the threshold and pitching forward, landed on his hands and knees. Reaching over the tobacco counter, Doc fired again, hitting Allen in the right arm. Holiday would have shot him again, but the bartender rushed up from behind and clamped down uh, on his gun hand. In a news report only days later, the Leadville Daily Democrat, August 26, 1884, stated in part the following. The public sentiment, which has nothing to do with the law, is largely in favor of Holiday. The manlier class of the community not only appreciate this, but have little criticism to make as to his actions in connection with well, his trouble this with Allen. Allen guy was a fucking... Obviously, the fucking community knew this guy was a fucking dick. Right. Well, Holiday faced a long legal process, his popularity notwithstanding, but on March 28th, 1885, a jury found him not guilty of the shooting or attempted murder. The courthouse in Leadville today still shows the rest of the infamous gunfighter and the gambler, Doc Holiday, in his jail record. So you can look right. up Doc and be like, hey... What does happen? Doc Holiday. Right. And your jail records arrested. That's, That's fucking great. great. There was one more flurry of activity during the last week of October 1885 when the word on the street told more of gunplay. They're like, dude, word on the street, there's like a lot of gunplay going around. It was October 1885. <laughs> you know, people were playing with guns and right. stuff. They're playing with them. They're, they're showing them. They're like, look at my guns. Pew! And actually went off. They're like, whoa. Like, Quit playing with your damn guns. <laughs> but, but the Leadville police kept a strict watch out for concealed weapons and no violence came to pass. Uh, by the winter of 1885, Holiday 
fearing a bout of pneumonia in the city. In the city, the clouds migrated to Denver. Fearing about a pneumonia in the city in the clouds. All right, yeah. Holiday, fearing about a pneumonia in the city of the clouds, he migrated to Denver. He was like, well, I'm going to go up into the clouds. A mile high. Right? We're going to Denver. A mile high. The Mile High Stadium. Maybe that's where he lived. Where the Denver Broncos played today. Uh, though he did not improve in Denver. Of course he wouldn't. It's harder to breathe than shit in Denver, you dumb fuck. Uh, he would not improve in Denver. He was able to see his old friend, Wider. Wider was like, what the fuck are you doing here in Denver? He was like, shit, 1986 in the winter. Where else am I supposed to be? Uh, <laughs> where where they met in the lobby of a Windsor hotel. I'm like, damn, we're staying in the hotel? He's like, I'm staying in room 19. Well, I'm staying in room 18. Holy shit. Oh, you were that asshole that was making all that noise last night. Damn it. What the hell? Uh, Sadie Marcus described the skeletal holiday as having a contagious cough, a continuous cough, and standing on unsteady legs. He's like, this motherfucker was like coughing all over the place. He was pale. He wasn't well. He wasn't well. This motherfucker was like dead. Well, Holiday's health continued to deteriorate. As a realist, Doc was not one to believe in a miraculous cure, but hoping that the Yampa hot springs and sulfur vapors might improve his health. Right. He headed for Glenwood Springs in Colorado. In uh, May of 1887. So he's mm-hmm. like, these springs and sulfur vapors are going to fucking clear up my you shit. You know, he knows he needs to go to a dry land. He should have never, never left Arizona. Well, registering at the fashionable Hotel Glenwood, he grew steadily worse, spending his last 57 days in bed at the hotel and was delirious for 14 of them. Mm-hmm. On November 8th, 1887, he awoke clear-eyed and asked for a glass of whiskey. It was given to him and he drank it down with enjoyment. Then, looking down at his bare feet, he said, This is funny. And then he died. He had always figured he'd be killed with his boots on. Doc Holliday had come west years before, knowing his days were numbered. He never believed he would die in bed. He often said that his end would come from lead poison at the end of a rope, a knife in his ribs, or that he might drink himself to death. How old was he? What was he here? 51 he was born, so 36. Poor guy. Uh, his obituary, appearing in the Leadville Carbonate Chronicle on November 14th, 1887, stated the following. There is scarcely one in the country who had acquired a greater notoriety than Doc Holliday, who enjoyed the reputation of being one of the most fearless men on the frontier, and whose devotion to his friends in the climax of the fiercest ordeal was inextinguishable. It was this, more than any other, that secured him from the reverence of a large circle who were prepared on the shortest notice to rally to his relief. Well, the Glenwood Springs Cemetery sits high upon a steep hill overlooking the valley below. But at the time of his death, the steep road was too icy, so they buried him at the bottom of the hill with the intention of moving his body when the ice thawed. But that never happened. Many years later, a housing development was built at the base of the hill, and though a marker sits in the cemetery, his actual remains are probably buried, buried on our summons backyard. Wow. Doc Holliday claimed he almost lost his life a total of nine times. Four attempts made to hang him, and he was shot five times. Shot at five times. How many men, how, how many men Holliday has killed? It's unknown. 
Wow. Well, he's one of the most recognizable figures in the American Old West, but he's most remembered for his friendship with Wyatt and his role in the gunfight at the OK Corral. Yeah. Holiday's friendship with lawmen has been a staple of popular sidekicks in American Western culture, and Holiday himself became a stereotypical image of a deputy and a loyal companion in modern times. He is typically portrayed in films as being a loyal, loyal to his friend Wyatt, whom he sticks with during the duel's greatest conflicts. Yeah. Together with Wyatt... Doc Holliday has become a modern symbol of loyalty, brotherhood, and friendship. The Holiday birth home is marked with a historical marker, marker located in Fayetteville, Georgia. Sweet. A life-size statue of Holiday and Earp by sculptor Dan Bates was dedicated to the Southern Arizona Transportation Museum at the restored historic railroad depot in Tucson, Arizona. On March 20th, 2005, the 122nd anniversary of the killing of Frank Stilwell okay. by Wyatt Earp. The statue stands on the approximate site of the shooting at the train platform. Doc Holiday Days are held yearly in uh, Holiday's birthplace of Griffin, Georgia. Valdosa, Georgia held a Doc Holiday Lookalike Contest in January 2010 to coincide with a sesquicential celebration. Tombstone also holds an annual Doc Holidays, where, uh, which started in 2017 and celebrated the gunfighter dentist on the second weekend of August each year. Events include gunfights, a parade, and Doc Holliday lookalike contest. Val Kilmer, who played Doc in 1993's Tombstone, was the grand marshal. He was probably the closest. Yeah, in 2017. And Dennis Quaid, who played Doc in 1994's Wyatt Earp, was the grand marshal in 2008. Which was also pretty damn good, because Wyatt Earp was actually three and a half hours long. And that played Kevin Costner as Wyatt Earp. And Wyatt Earp in Tombstone was played by Kurt Russell. Both are great movies. And Val Kilmer played... uh, uh, Doc Holliday in Tombstone, like we yes, said, yes. and Dennis Quaid played in Wider. But <laughs> yeah. I think Val Kilmer yeah. is the best. Val Kilmer is the best uh, fucking Doc Holliday. He's the best Doc Holliday. He's the best fucking uh, John Morrison, or what's the fucking name is? Yeah, Jim he, Morrison. He's the best Batman. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. Mike, Mike Keaton is probably the best. But uh, yeah, that's all about fucking uh, Doc Holliday, boys and girls. Doc like, Holliday. like we said, uh, the uh, majority of the OK Corral shootout wasn't profiled here because that's going to be its own episode. A lot of other shit that happened Look at that. during it, leading up to it and after it with the Vendetta ride <laughs> and all that shit is an, a whole nother episode, but fucking Doc Holiday, boys and girls. Doc Holiday. Uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't realize his early life like that or even afterwards. So that was news to me and I liked it. Lots of shit happened with him. Lots of shit. And he almost kind of like a lot... Like all of these fucking things, you kind of fucking think, feel bad for the. Well, I think he would have been a model citizen like his father if he didn't get tuberculosis. He would have went to dentistry. Well, if he could have continued being a dentist. Well, yeah. he would have went to that. He would have went to politics. He would end up being like a mayor. He if would've he would have continued yeah. being a dentist and his tuberculosis didn't yeah. fucking. Yeah. Uh, to be like, hey, fuck life. Affect with his fuck uh, life. dentist shit. Right, fuck know? life. Fuck and then life. he would have never discovered gambling and never right. would have, you know. Because he was a very, 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 very smart man. And he was like, fuck, I'm going to die anyway. Fuck it. Do this. And he did it. No fear of death. You can't right. fuck with a man that isn't afraid of dying, first of all. Second of all, what a great episode. Good stuff. Love what it. What a great episode. I love it. With that being it. said, guys. Go check out fucking Monday Night Watch Long Sports History. All this uh, by other the time shit. you listen to this, we might have a uh, WrestleMania. They're going to listen to it tomorrow. Oh no! Uh, listen, if you're listening to this tomorrow, which you probably are, uh, we possibly 
Oh, wait, tomorrow? Well, which yeah. is today. Which is... <laughs> Sunday. If you listen to this Sunday... <clears throat> we maybe listen to a match on WrestleMania. Well, we'll see, because we're already a half hour into who knows what happens in WrestleMania yet. But yeah, we're out of here. Fucking be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. We are the Mouth of Michiganders with... Bang Day! Yeah! Yeah!